0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You are in another episode of Colored Commentary, Colorful Conversations by Colorful People about Christianity, culture, and race. And I'm here, I'm your host, Marcus Lloyd, and with me, as always, in studio is Antoine Malone. Hey, yo, what's up,
1: everybody? How are y'all doing this morning or in your commutes. Or yeah,
0: I don't know where they're listening to this. Wherever
1: yeah. you're listening, laying in the bed at night. Yeah, I don't the, know. Are I'm... we the lullaby voices for people? Maybe?
0: I, you know, I look, I, I would love to be the lullaby. I mean, it's it's kind of like you
1: turn off the lights. <laughs> turn off the lights. <laughs> hey, and we'll get the full listen when we get the lullaby because they can't turn it off. They, they can't. can't I can it it yeah. just Well, they go to sleep in the <laughs> middle of it. It just goes 100%. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Roll in Speaking there. of... I, the people out there, thank you so much for all, yeah. everybody who's been Man, listening been and comments Ooh. and Raleigh. Yeah. Um, there's some really great ways to support the show. A couple of those are, like, social media. Uh, obviously, we talk about Instagram and Twitter and our um, channel there, the at Colored Comments. Yeah. Uh, but also, if you are listening on your Apple podcast app right now, it would be great if you were to, especially if you're a repeat listener, mm-hmm. go ahead and get a little review in there. Yeah,
0: rate that much. Yeah,
1: rate and review gives us a good way to... It's a good way to support the show. Yeah, yeah. so um, that'd be awesome. We read the reviews, but more, but more than that, it's just um, you know we it helps us rank a little bit better, helps yep. us get a little more visible mm. to uh, to other other audiences, and so. Um if you think this is good and when other people want to hear it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's one
0: of the best ways to do it. That's really right. passive. You could do it right now. Right now what you're doing. Don't I mean unless you're driving. Right? Unless you're driving. Right. Do, not do
1: not swerve, little, but
0: right? uh get your swerve on.
1: Get your swerve on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. It's good to hear people and just kind of, you know, we had a, a friend of ours uh, text out the other day. It was just like I think I think he listened to like like seven episodes in a row or something, something. Like, like that he yeah just... he
1: said i listen to y'all all day which is really cool <laughs> that was was quite fun. Of
0: fun. uh so today uh we've got we got a big topic today i don't know if we're gonna be able to get to all this stuff today was, honestly we never do i know but this is this is big and it's going to come up in a lot of the conversations that we're talking and this yep. is the conversation around critical race theory and um, Antoine, are you familiar with, with this concept? I am, I am familiar,
1: but I'm newly familiar. Okay, Like it's it was a new term that, that got dropped into a conversation. And I was like, hmm, what's that? And it turned out that I was familiar with the theory. I just didn't know. Just
0: hadn't heard the verbiage. I just hadn't
1: heard the, the headline or the, the title of critical race theory. So I, I think it'll probably be like that for you guys who are listening as well
0: yeah and sometimes it's uh you know it even gets its acronym right like crt like they yeah. just are like like right in and right. i know uh you know we obviously i was at a conference just recently in which uh we were talking about uh, multi-ethnic churches and, and those kind of thing and in some of the breakouts people would have questions about crt right and people were like what's that so uh yeah critical not, race theory not pyt
1: yeah, I think I <laughs> that's why, why am I thinking about PYT? I don't know why they you're just, in a you, Michael you Jackson mode. You said CRT, mode. and, CRT, I, thought, and PYT, I went straight to PYT. Which,
0: incidentally, is my favorite. Like, that's can, your we, can we talk about that's Michael the, Jackson? Are we allowed one. to talk about Michael we, Jackson? All right, is he out?
1: Hey, he is the blend. He is the salt and pepper. Of... <laughs> I don't think that's correct at all. I don't know if I can I say think that. you can say can that. I say he's salt and pepper. I don't think you can say that. At I don't all. know what's going on with Michael Jackson. Okay, well, I'll... you're talking he's about a whole not different thing. That's what's going it's on. It's a whole another reason why you're saying we shouldn't talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the racial piece of it. Oh, well, hey, we could have We can talk about brown Michael Jackson. We can talk like about brown French vanilla Michael, Michael Jackson. Yes.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> lots of people are, cr- are critical about Michael Jackson's race. Uh, theories, And so we are talking about <laughs> critical what, what, race theory. This hey, is me trying to get us back hey on track. Hey, Michael,
1: uh, what do you think about what? Uh,
0: critical race theory? He's
1: like, I don't know anything.
0: Uh, about it. Uh, well, let me give a definition, just kind of a, a couple of ways that we can hear it real quick. So a critical race theory uh, is a theoretical framework in the social science sciences that uses critical theory to examine society and culture as they relate to categorizations of race, law, and power. So it, it's really helpful to understand the critical race theory sort of emerged out of the legal discipline, right? So this is, uh, it started appearing uh, late 1970s, early 1980s, law schools, they started trying to understand how race impacts um, laws and the dynamics of power. Uh, and it utilizes- uh, That's I think, very
1: important, the power
0: piece. Yeah, the power piece. It's going to come up quite a bit, uh, and even how laws work, and-, and uh, critical race theory it, it kind of recognizes that racism is ingrained or tries to recognize that it's ingrained in the fabric of the yeah. system of the american society yeah.
1: it theorizes uh, yeah
0: exactly uh, and that's important that it's we call it a theory and a lot of people just you know just be be uh, understanding that it's it's not fact but it's a theory it's a, a way in which people are trying to understand things and it's a thought process um, it also deals with the idea that the individual racist is not needed uh, uh um, Uh, Or should I say need not exist uh, to note the institutional racism, to note that institutional racism is pervasive in our culture.
1: Yeah. So, So in other words, even if even if we were to cleanse America of all racist people. Right. There's still evidence still, of it would theorize that there's still evidence of racism inside of the way we interface with each other. Politically, right, right. Politically, Political.
0: the power structures, right? Yeah. And they would say that they are based on these power structures are based on white privilege, white supremacy, which perpetuates the marginalization of black uh, and people of co- black people, people of color. Um, and 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 I think it runs after the question is as, as it's starting to think about. Um, experiences that people have, looking at history, um, racial sensibilities, um, the, the, the experiences of racial minorities in the country. The question that's always lurking in the background of CRT is what would the legal landscape look like today if people of color were the decision makers? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's today. And even sort of looking at history, because it kind of deals with, it, it talks about this idea that it has, it's using critical theory as opposed to traditional theory in mm. which to examine race. Okay. So um, critical theory is, is more of a, a social theory that uh, mm. moves towards critiquing and changing society, mm. whereas traditional theory is oriented only to understanding and explaining it. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to think how mm. uh, the, the traditional theory would go, hey, I'm going to look at something as it is, I'm going to use a particular discipline to try to understand it and explain what it is. Critical right. theory. Critical
1: it's, th- it's a more discovery, curiosity point of view. Yeah. You get, you're gathering information yeah. and understanding what you're looking at.
0: Exactly. And it's really dealing with what is happening in the moment, right? Like, yeah. this is what it is right now. Whereas critical theory would use more of the social sciences, sciences like sociology and humanities. Mm-hmm. And it would be looking, it would be trying to understand how social construction plays out in this examination. Mm -hmm. So I'd have to look at the object that you are studying and going, okay, how, how has this object been socially constructed Mm -hmm. or has it been? But then also examining like the means in which you are examining this object, (laughs) it would look at the science and go, is that socially constructed as well? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And so so how this becomes a, I think how it plays out maybe Mm -hmm. historically is we, we have cats like um, Carl Linnaeus who came who's kind of the father of human taxonomy so all these ideas around race science kind of not based on his taxonomy but there's a there's a good portion that he gets credit for where he categorized human beings in four different categories hmm. utilizing his his background in zoology and biology and botany he he categorized humans in four categories and to make it simple uh, white Europeans so he used geography and color uh, skin color so white white uh, uh, Europeans, okay, red Americans, brown Asians, and black Africans, mm. and so that's not only uh, a breakdown of humanity, but he also rates them in that order. So that's the hierarchy of uh, of humanity. Mm. So we're critical hierarchy of
1: value, power,
0: yeah, all of that. Like, oh, really, like, like. <laughs> Almost thinking of it in terms of of evolution who is the most evolved oh uh, got it okay uh, and therefore the best and superior right this right. is a lot of white supremacy comes out of this thought process of quote unquote race science uh, mm. and so where, where critical theory would come into play on that it would go okay was the was there bias in it, your science
1: yes yeah did you need it to say that did
0: you need it to say that? For, for, for your worldview correct and isn't it interesting? That the the highest group, the white Europeans, happens to be the group that Carl Linnaeus is connected to. Right, right. So that's where some of that theory would go. And so we've seen this just historically, where there was a lot of these race scientists uh, science out there um, that we look at now and we go, "Oh, that's ridiculous. That wasn't science at all." So so we so that's where critical theory comes in and so but critical race theory plays it out in the area of law uh were those laws constructed with racial bias in mind uh and then is it implemented ra- uh, racially as well in some mm. sort of constructed way yeah so is that is that enough? I mean, uh, that is a—it's a lot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's a good first start. I'm sure yeah. everybody's okay, and so we can move what on out now. What are we talking about now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. you, yeah. Can go, you could. You, the beauty is you can go back, rewind, and, and play it. And, slow. and
0: look, you can you can study this. Like, there's all kinds of resources. We we don't have yeah. time to articulate yeah. all the pieces.
1: Yeah, but I, think, and I and I think it's but I do think it's important because especially for the Christian community because and we'll get into it. I'm sure, but it's understanding this is going to be a statement that people says that will probably get bastardized in a sense that we're talking about it in a, we're trying to be <clears throat> comprehensive about it, but somebody's going to come and just say that's critical race theory and not really understand all of that underpinning. <clears throat> It'll be just one or two aspects. And I just think that we're going to hear it uh going forward in the Christian community, I yeah. believe. Uh and so hopefully we're trying to get ahead of that. If, yeah. If we're if that's right. Yeah. You know, and
0: and for us to Inform
1: our audience, hey, this is when that word comes up, this is what they this, this is what, what it's supposed to mean. Sure. <laughs> when they say it now, what right. what it actually means. And and it's almost like sometimes we change our yeah. definitions.
0: And so we're gonna kinda talk about some of the major tenets, just so people will know what they're listening to. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly it feels it, and i don't know if this is the correct way to sort of grab this but it f- it feels like when people talk about uh calvinism right and so you've got five-point calvinism you right, know what i mean but then right. some people are like i'm a two-point calvinist yes. i'm a four-point right i think in critical race theory i think if you're if you were really talking to people and you started breaking down some of these tenets, they would probably go yeah i'm down with that tenant or not with that tenet. i <clears> i agree 100 percent. yeah that's exact in fact
1: as we'll find out very soon i'm that's probably where I am. I'm not yeah. fully there, but I'm like, I'd be
0: a three or four point, whatever it is. I don't yeah. know what the
1: points are. But. Right.
0: So I, And I think that's helpful because you, you are taking in this idea of when people say it or they even show some sort of a connection to one point doesn't necessarily mean that they fully grab all the points. All of the points, right. right. And even in critique. Uh, of it, it doesn't mean it's a full critique of the whole. So, so let's throw out some of the tenets, yeah. okay? What um, you mean? There's nuance. <laughs> there's nuance. Yeah, it's... Well, it's
1: nuance is a four-letter word now in, in American uh, it, context. Yes, that's
0: right. What Even do you though, mean nuance? Think, what is that? Five letters? Six? I letters? know, but I don't... they treat it like a, that's fair. A yeah, letters. that's good. Uh, okay, so here are what I'll call, as I in my research, the traditional. Sort okay. of Because it's been around for, you know, a couple of decades now. But I find that now in some of the conversation in which they're talking about critical race theories, there are some addendums that yeah. kind of get brought into it. So first tenet is one of counter storytelling. And this is a method of telling a story that aims to cast doubt on the validity of accepted premises, pre- premises, if you will, or myths, especially ones held by the majority. Okay. Counter storytelling. Counter storytelling. So critical race theory has a very experiential nature to it, right? It's drawing a lot on uh, narrative and story, right? So that's where this is. And so um, if I'm understanding counter-storytelling, uh, at least in the ways that critical race theories do it, is to is what they would say is there has been a story that has been told by the majority about society that we take as truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has been without the counter-storytelling of other... Um, racial groups uh, in society, and so uh, what counter storytelling? So a tenet of of, cult of uh, critical race theory is to now allow the stories of minorities to impact the 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 accepted the accepted truth, if you will, of yeah. how things actually play out and how things are and how things should mm-hmm. be done. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what. So what do you think? Counter storytelling is that is that important? Is that something that we absolutely important? But you can easily see the. The pros and cons of that. Yeah. What what would be some cons, do you think, uh, to a counter-storytelling? Well,
1: a <clears throat> as a—sometimes uh, counter-story, there is one way that—there is one true reality, mm-hmm. you know, and there are many perceptions, and so sometimes— uh, our perceptions get in the way
0: of what is true. What is actually true?
1: Yeah, and so uh, even our experience is driven by our, our expect uh, perceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, can that cause whole
0: perception is reality to yeah, us, kind of thing. To us, yeah. right? Yeah, correct. yeah,
1: and and that's people don't stop to us.
0: Yeah, sure. But the, but there
1: is there is a reality. There is something that is absolutely true. There is a history of true. You know, things events events happened or didn't happen. Uh-huh. Whether we perceive them to have happened or happened not happened. And uh, sometimes when you bring in unqualified storytelling to try to, uh, you know, add to the main story, you end up with no truth because Mm. you end up with conflicting data, this, that, and the other thing. Right. And so um, on some level, you need to protect the story of what is true. And so there is a potential to dilute that, to to make that impure or to contaminate that. But at the same time, those with power have to not have to be able, <laughs> have to be able to tell stories that incriminate themselves, or you know they can't hide the truth because it's beneficial to hide it yeah. from the storyteller. And so right. So that's the positive, and that's the obvious positive. Yeah. The obvious positive is man, black people need to... Black people, Asian and Elders. you know, say in American history, we all need our stories told. Yeah, um, or at least
0: be able to contribute to the story that has been be, told.
1: Be able to contribute. Um, but, but by doing so, you just open up the gate for someone to come in with a perception that's not actually true and try to reshape the story right. in a and, true way. Right,
0: and you'll hear those... The, you know, it's a very popular sort of phrase to say the slippery slope, mm-hmm. right? And so you'll hear that a lot when people are talking about critical race theory, the slippery slope of allowing certain aspects to happen. And uh, and I even think... It- so, well, w- real quick, so
1: so if you're somebody who sees critical race theory as a negative, mm-hmm. then when you hear, what's that say, story?
0: Uh, counter-storytelling.
1: Counter-storytelling. Mm-hmm. What you're hearing is someone's contaminating the truth. Right. If you're someone who's like, yeah, I'm pro-critical race theory, you're probably coming in saying, I want my story told. And so even that point right there creates a... Creates a, 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 a to a, a fork in the road in a way that people might be thinking based on whatever their presupposition is to to the conversation right you know based on whatever they want yeah. out of it
0: and I think it's it's it, you know one of the things some time ago uh John MacArthur got into you know a lot of trouble in his engagement with Beth Moore and how <laughs> I was talk, say which one which, which time know which which time so in that particular one most people kind of concentrated on oh, what he had said time. about Beth Moore, but if you can if, if you let the tape play. Uh, he says some things that that kind of talk around these ideas and the and the frustration with count, with critical race theory, in which uh, I think it was the the Southern Baptists maybe who were saying, "Hey, but we we're not gonna we're not gonna make any decisions on theological things unless we have, uh, you know, a, a black person, a Latino person, an Asian person in the room to help create the the understanding of what that that the doctrine main, is or what." Yeah. Uh, and and his sort of comment was like, "What? That's what we're doing now? Shouldn't we have people who who know Greek and Hebrew in there?" So, so there's, you've, so you feel uh, from cats like a John MacArthur that sense of hey, you're, you're trying to dilute the truth by just making sure that the races are represented. Yes,
1: by so, bringing people's experiences in, which may or may not actually be what is true, mm-hmm. but it's just what they've experienced well, and, they, and therefore hiding the truth in the yeah, process. And yeah. that's what he's afraid of.
0: He's afraid of, but I think there's an assumption too when he says that, like like yes. that they don't know Greek or Hebrew. <laughs> like, yeah, all, true. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, why did you assume yeah, that these true. cats who are coming in don't true. know Greek there's or Hebrew, that. right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I, I think, you know, and, and we see this even as we talk through, you know, we talk American history and I'm thinking of Thomas Jefferson who, um, you know, was uh, a, obviously wrote Declaration of Independence um, but he had a lot of issues uh, with he, he was real wishy-washy about his idea of blackness uh, in one sense he was he had his own sort of uh, servant uh, girl uh, who he was impregnating and creating babies with who was black uh, and then on the other sense he is writing about the inferiority of, of African Americans that, right. that they can't sort of measure up to these things they can't achieve these things uh, and he even gets a letter from uh, an African American in Europe that's kind of you know countering that and saying, hey, look, I'm even writing you right now, utilizing the same type of language you're using. Clearly, we have the capacity to be uh, in the same space that you are. But it didn't change his Thomas Jefferson's narrative of how he communicated what African Americans were, particularly in his um, notes from Virginia. And so that's to say, like, okay, he has power. He's able to, to tell the story about African Americans in because we didn't have the experience of this particular African-American who had written him or any other in the room, um, the Declaration of Independence, when it comes out, all men are created equal, it doesn't actually mean all men are created equal sure. because they weren't in the room. So that's where I would go, counter-storytelling, having other people in the room to kind of bring their experiences, although that doesn't have to major on it. I think yeah. it's a good—it's it's helpful. Ultimately, I think I think it's good, but, you know— But you obviously, just like anything, you've got a—
1: Forbidden fruit in every garden. Yeah. and And— and this is where the reason. This is where the audience, I believe, because someone in today, they're going to hear critical race theory as a critique on um, the way,
0: the way in which society, Christians,
1: works. yeah, and the way that Christians are pursuing racial reconciliation in some spaces. They're going to say, hey. You guys are calling that racial race, racial reconciliation, but really that's critical race theory. And they mean that as a negative. Sure. It's definitely and they majority. mean it as and they mean that as, hey, you guys are diluting the truth. Right. For this particular point. And so I want to I want to <laughs> give those who are listening that that perspective. Yeah. that That's what they're hearing from their naysayer. Yeah. But also to hear where the positive of that would be is, hey, we want to tell the whole truth. Not just the truth. And nothing isn't. but the truth. <laughs> you right. can't handle the truth. You can't handle. But <laughs> but, but not just the truth of the person who's speaking and the data that benefits that speaker.
0: That's good. All right. Next tenet uh, is the critique of liberalism. So critique of basic notions embraced by liberal legal ideology to include colorblindness, meritocracy, and the neutrality of the law. Uh, so... You know, we talked. We've had a a whole thing on colorblindness. It's this idea of of the law, particularly because again, it's critical race theory. The law is neutral; it doesn't see color, um, and it and it works on the basis of if you do all the right things, then the good things will happen for you, right? So, what do you think about that? As far now, read that again. (laughs) It said, it said, it said. It's uh, critiquing the basic notion embraced by liberal legal ideology uh to include colorblindness, meritocracy, and ne- the neutrality of the law. Yeah, so it's so critiquing it, those things. It's so saying, it's saying it's
1: saying that it's not it, it can't be colorblind. Because even as you said what you said, I could hear voices in my hair in my head yeah. of people that I know saying, no, 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 the law is not colorblind. It was written right. in color. Right. Which is what critical <laughs> with, race with theory color. would say. Yes. And so yeah. yeah, and so that's what um And
0: it would say that it's 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 not based on merit. Again, it's it's got a, 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 right. a huge premise that it's there is a, a a white supremacist notion and a white privilege that is played out. Right, and it plays out in the law in this area too. Right,
1: right. So we so so someone who is does not embrace someone who doesn't embrace critical race theory would be someone in this for this point yep. would be someone who says the law is not colorblind. That um there are those who have advantages and yep. those who do not it's not based on how good I am, it's based on what group I'm a part of right. or what advantages i social advantages I have uh what was that third thing
0: uh, neutrality of the law and neutrality, oh yeah, that the law picks Is equal and ch- picks and chooses uh, or it's not equal, yeah 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 that, yeah. that, that and there's certain ways in which some uh, uh offenses are disciplined are punished uh that are more severe with a certain group of people than another group of people
1: yeah and so we've heard all these things yeah exactly. like if you've been in the in the conversation about racial racial injustice yeah and you hear these social things. injustice right you're going to hear all of that you're going to hear white privilege you're going to hear which is the meritocracy conversation and male privilege and all yeah. the varying privileges intersectionality we'll get to some, we'll probably get to shows some up the, here yeah we'll get yeah. to that
0: in a minute uh, but I'm thinking, even in the law and this critique of liberalism, uh, I think even the book Michelle Alexander's book, mm-hmm. uh, the New Jim Crow, is is one that really kind of brought a lot of, uh, it, I don't know, put put a lot of people into the thought process and understanding yeah. this. Yeah. So
1: again, if you again the persons bringing up critical race theory today see it as a see it as a negative as a as a dangerous theolo- uh a theory. Yeah. And so when they're hearing black people or the black church or whoever. Mm-hmm. Talk about white privilege, talk about this. They're saying that sounds like critical race theory and to me. Dangerous. And that's
0: dangerous. And, and in the critique of liberalism, though, in this particular point, the danger is that things become about uh, ethnic groups as opposed to trying to bring us all into this space where we're trying to erase ethnicity, right? Colorblindness. Right. We are making more of it. And so uh, I think people would get afraid that if you're going, you're making more of ethnicity, which is allowing the problems that ethnicities have with each other to continue. Correct. And it perpetuates, uh, if you are in a particular ethnic group and you are and you are drawing lines between each other, then when you are in positions of power, say in the law, uh, you may make decisions for your ethnic group as opposed to against it. Right. Because you're thinking in ethnic terms, as opposed to if we created a colorblind society, then you would be more neutral in how you thought right. about the law and dished the law out.
1: Yeah, and so it'd be more pure. And that's the part of it I kind of agree with the danger again as we talk through yeah. the de- the negatives and the positives there's the obvious to me there's the obvious look at reality <laughs> and in reality like these things exist like you can't deny where you know some of these some of these um uh some of these places where we don't have good where the, where the, where the law is not colorblind and so forth and so on but the danger is that suddenly the end game that we're spending our energy, our corrective energy, yeah. to in, to deal with that isn't that we want color blindness. It's really that we want to switch spots. Yeah, and again, that's the da- that's that's where the danger is for someone come and say, okay, if you don't understand that color blindness and uh, meritocracy and all these type, sort of things are are ideals that are actually uh, achievable, then you'll fall into the idea that somebody needs to
0: being power be in
1: power over the other mm-hmm. and if that's the case then all your all of your energy is about you taking the powerful seat yeah and that and that inherently creates uh danger from from a certain point of view yeah and I and I would agree with portions of the way that thinks yeah uh, and we' we'll thinking.
0: they've got I, I will talk even more about sort of the power dynamic piece mm-hmm. but it plays out throughout the um as an under, underpinning of even some of these things that the 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 fear I think that people have and even maybe the the way in which people are moving forward. Yeah. <clears throat> Third tenant uh whiteness I like so this is how they say it. Whiteness as property. I wow. saw I know I saw that several hmm. times like as I was researching whiteness as property. Now here's how it's described. Okay. I I I, I know think, it's fascinating, I, I right? I think I know what it's saying. Yeah, yeah, Let's okay. See. Uh, because of the history of race and racism in the United States and the role of U.S. jurisprudence has played in uh, ratifying conceptions of race, the notion of whiteness can be considered a property interest. Mm. Isn't, Isn't that interesting?
1: That I, I, what a, what an academic way to talk about white, white as a construction? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It as is, a
0: social construction, it has this. It has this this uh, this value. That is, mm. I think it, the idea of calling it whiteness as property, really, really makes it a, uh, really makes it a tangible thing, as opposed to something that's this existential understanding of, of privilege and how that works. But the the actual having of white skin is a is a asset, uh, a, like like a piece of land that you can have that you can you can constantly draw from. If you get low right? Like, this is where you you, know, you have the ideas of... <laughs> I feel like we referenced Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Rock. On I, I, you just saw it coming. I knew he was about knew it. it was coming, right? Where he <laughs> yep. sees that comedy thing and he's up on stage and he's doing it and he goes, hey, right now <laughs> there is a white janitor in the back of this room that's looking at me on stage and going, you know what? I think I'm going to ride this white thing out. <laughs> and Chris is going, and I'm wanna, rich! Right? Said, and I do <laughs> not want to trade places I with did you. I do not want to trade places <laughs> with you, right? And Chris is rich. And so it's that idea of Hey man, when all else fails, I can lean on this this white skin, and, and I can cash out on that in yeah. many situations. All right, much so, like having much like having land somewhere, and you're going okay. If I get really low and all my stuff goes, I can I can sell this land. And I can get, still get money. Right. It. So
1: it's 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 kind of the white privilege. Though. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. where white privilege works.
1: And at. and again, for the context, I want to I, 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 we're beating this horse. We got but, to. Got, but but, but, but every the- time we talk about it, I want to hit one of these points. The critical race theory is saying. Yeah that this is not the way. Like, they see this view as dangerous,
0: right? Who's... If I'm a critical race theorist... If
1: if you are a critical race theorist, you don't see it as dangerous, right? But someone who would say, hey, you're a critical... Race theory guy, and you're dangerous. It's because you think that whiteness has property, and they would they they would deny. So it. I
0: feel like we need to 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 give these these sides real clear delineations. Yes, so that's we know that's, that's what I yeah, want to okay. I want to do.
1: I want to so you have sure you have the it.
0: the those who are for critical race theory, right? Those, and those who are against critical race theory. Yes. Okay. So you're saying the ones who are against critical race theory.
1: Yes, the ones who see it as dangerous. Yes.
0: They're going. This idea of whiteness as property is dangerous. Is dangerous yeah. because
1: they don't believe that they don't believe it. To they don't be believe true, it to be true, and they believe that it's dangerous. Yes,
0: right, right. Where critical race theories, who are for it, right, yes. who who ascribe or subscribe to this, would uh, they would say, yeah, whiteness is property and something that that, yes. that needs to be dealt with.
1: Yes. Even. So right. the so the opponents of uh, again we are talking about those who are doing racial reconciliation work, and we like we talk about white privilege. Someone mm-hmm. who is like, oh no um see what you're talking about right there that's critical race theory because you're saying that whiteness is a property and and that it has value and yeah. you know, we 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 disagree with that
0: and part of the reason why i think people see it as dangerous is because critical race theory uh theorists if you will their one of their main goals is eliminating racial oppression as a broad uh, as a broad goal of ending all forms of oppression yeah. so it's its goal is to try to look at humanity and go, we want to try to end forms of oppression, right And so um, if you are if you are the and, and it breaks it down and this is a tenant too, and I'll kind of grab it grab it here as more of a subcategory to this one.
1: Okay <laughs> um,
0: One of the things critical race theory talks about is it determines two types of groups. There is the oppressor and then there's those who are victim of oppression. Okay. Right, and so, if you have a goal if you're trying to destroy all oppression, then anybody who is the oppressor is always the victim or always the villain, yes, you're always trying to overthrow whoever is the oppressor, right you've got to identify of, them you you identify them, and then your goal is to try to end their ability to oppress, yeah, so it's a it is a it is a way in which you look at society and if you and if you are a critical race theorist, you say, hey a, our society has been built on white privilege, white supremacy, white as property. Um, And those who have this property have been oppressive with that. Yeah. Uh, And so what we need to do is we need to overthrow this particular society because the way in which it's been constructed with all of that white supremacy and white privilege in the midst of its construction has created an oppressive society. So we need to overthrow that and create a new society in which uh, that particular group is not the oppressive group anymore.
1: Yeah. That is right. That is that is that is what I believe critical race theory almost in its totality
0: in its totality is and that's what I'm saying that's the goal in some ways of critical race theory for, the, for uh, someone who is, who is a, a, who, is race a who is a 100% critical race theorist yeah right 5.6 point whatever it is right. that's, that's right. the goal of it right um, and so I, I don't know what what do you well see I would say I was
1: thinking like our listeners are probably listening to point one, point two, point three, yeah. and they're like, "Okay, count me in. Yeah, I'm yeah, in, yeah, I'm in on. I'm, so far, I'm a three point critical <laughs> three race. Point, th- yeah, right. Through <laughs> a critical race theorist, <laughs> because I don't deny any of those things. Right. Are I, like yep, I like the counter storytelling. I like the counter I'm against sort
0: of colorblindness and right. not and not giving credence to the different experiences of people in color. Right. Uh, and and I believe in white privilege. That's right. right. And so those
1: three things, like count me in. And and I've tried to provide the dangers of those three things. And I think you can still acknowledge the dangers of them
0: absolutely as you should
1: but but still be like but i think this is the the reality that we live in it's this part that you're talking about right here this Uh idea of oppressor and a and oppressed and the overthrow of power yeah is right where i think there may be yeah some dissonance some some choices that need to be made
0: yeah yeah and and again uh i think it's important to say like (laughs) it's a theory and then at the same time it is a theory and we're not promoting Necessarily, a hundred percent of the theory. Right,
1: we're, we're just discussing what the theory. We're discussing is.
0: what it is, and recognizing that just like anything, yeah, there's nuance. There's nuance. So if, if somebody ascribes to the the th- first three points, that doesn't mean they, they ascribe to all of it. Right? That's right. Uh, and, fact- we'll, and we'll, we'll we'll kind of keep that one that that piece coming back in as we go through these other points because yeah. I think it's really it's it's really uh, an overarching piece that people are are I think find fear in as they deal with critical race theory. Yep. All right. So, uh, fourth point. Uh, <laughs> This one's interesting, too. Yeah, well,
1: I love the the, the language of the third point. I was going to write know, that one down. Was, whiteness as, as a white, property. It's yeah. so much better. Oh, well, better? Maybe it's not I, I, better. I don't
0: know. It's just, it's, 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 different. It, it's
1: it is different. It's different. It's different, different language. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I stopped you. Go That's ahead right. to number so, four.
0: So you've got counter-storytelling, critique of liberalism, whiteness as property, and then this one's called interest conversion. <laughs> Listen to this. Uh, it, all right, so significant progress... For people of color has been achieved only when the goals of people of color are consistent with the Mm. needs of white people. Wow. What's it called? Interest? Interest convergence. I said convergence. Interest as in, yeah, uh, yeah, as in. Like, I'm converging my, like, I'm interested in what we're talking about now because it it aligns with my own interest. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Wow! Yeah. So okay. uh, so
0: here's a, here's an here's an example. All right, historical example. Let's do it. So as you unpack and really start to understand um, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, and you start to really f- understand like, and you read his quotes on why he was emancipating the slaves. He makes it very clear. I will. I will make whatever is going to to save the union. If that means emancipating the slaves, I will do that. If that means staying with this peculiar institution of slavery, I will do that. Whatever is advancing, whatever, it, whatever lies with lies the interest of in, of me and the folks that I'm dealing with, which is this, which is the pre, uh, preservance, uh, preserv- pres-
1: Preservance.
0: I we're throwing words the out here. We don't even know what they preserving that. of the preserving of the union. Then I will do that. So. So then, so then we look at those words and we go, okay, the emancipation of the slaves was not; it was not that. And we even see how he articulates what he feels about people of color, particularly black people, sure, and the inferiority that they have and that sure. they will never be repeatedly. able to repeatedly, repeatedly, yeah. And and so then you you read you hear that what he says, you those kind of things, and then he frees the slaves, right? And so it looks like, oh. Because moral, we love it was yeah. this moral thing. We love black people. That was a terrible institution. Black people are, are, are shouldn't be treated like that. We're freeing the slaves because that's a good thing. But what we find from his language is that it's for the interest of preserving the union. And even in the post uh, emancipation and how they dealt with black people after that, uh, uh, again, aligned itself back up to we preserve the union we freed the slaves but then we found a new way to kind of enslave them yeah through other he was hoping
1: to ship us back
0: yeah he was having meetings with uh, other uh, yeah. leaders in the black community yeah. to kind of say not even ship us back but even like ship us someplace else I yeah think he like Panama he, I think was where yeah, they were go looking at yeah somewhere
1: else time. we we don't need you yeah so anyway, so that's an
0: exa- and, and even as you go through the civil rights movement one of the things that was really difficult about the civil rights movement is how America was being viewed by foreign uh, pow- other foreign powers America's trying to To be this sort of uh, moral compass in the world, Um, you know, going to different countries, fighting for different wars, wanting to do business, those kinds of things. Uh, But then you would get uh, people from America, uh, I I think about Paul Robeson, who was an advocate very early on in the Civil Rights Movement, most people don't know about him, he was an actor, Uh, and he would go out and and talk about how America was treating black people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it made America look bad. Uh, And even some of the the, the whole Jim Crow laws, all that stuff, it just made us look bad outside Mm. of our country. So when you start to see some of these overturning of some of these uh, discriminatory laws uh, in things like Brown versus uh, Board of Education, Civil Rights Law of 1964, 1965, Mm -hmm. uh, all those things, um, many people have said when those things happened, all of a sudden America was able to now... Uh, sort of do business do business uh have a a better foot foot to stand on from a moral mm. compass of, of of maneuvering around the world and trying to yeah. help different things, yeah, and so it was in the interest of ultimately the the white power structure mm. to enact those laws because it actually allowed them to be mm. uh to utilize their whiteness in different ways,
1: yeah, yeah, i mean I'm sure there's people who are like man that 's a chicken egg conversation Could sometimes be. they're like, well. You know did the business help that, or you know what, sure. what 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 came first and and that would affect their view on that but uh certainly the Abraham Lincoln conversation is documented. You guys can go look that that's it's that's not hard to see mm-hmm. and that's exactly where this is, and also you know um this is also where you know you're free to slave to 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 entertain you or this is where we start to see varying types of um what role will blacks play in a free context, uh, free right? In uh-huh. a free as as free people in a free society, right. uh, and so you start finding an avid, you know, in a, a place of well, you guys can do this really well. Yeah. So
0: you're very entertaining. You just, so you do you. this,
1: don't you? Dance a jig, or yeah. you fight, catch, a, catch or you a, a football, run fast, yes, or you sh- you know dunk or whatever. This mm-hmm. is where you belong. Yeah. Um, and, and and that and
0: advantages. I mean, that, there's some that's, potential that's, advantage. It, it does it, something for us yes all right and and we look we've had the show on sports right yeah and so we're looking at most of the owners of let's call it NFL teams are white uh, males yeah and and obviously giving freedom to black people to be a part of the NFL has made a tremendous amount of money for these white yeah. males and so yeah. it was a benefit yeah and for became, some
1: minute you know for a while there and maybe even now you know you're like man if you try to get too much once you step outside of what has been advantageous to me, yeah, anyway, but well, yeah, and- so the point is that the critical race theories theorists would would recognize all of that they would recognize
0: that, yes, yeah, yeah. and
1: um, and of course, someone who sees that as dangerous would would say that what you're doing is making the white whoever's in power the villain. A hundred percent of the time,
0: even when they do something, even when they
1: do something good, quote unquote, right, right, it's never right. because yeah. whenever it's right, it's still somehow right for them. The the villain can never escape its title of villain, uh-huh. and that's the that's the danger of the thinking. Yeah, absolutely. The danger is that you know the white man will. There's nothing he could ever really do, right, to not be a villain. Yeah, and so someone who's saying, hey, if you're expounding this way of thinking. You are trapping yourself into this thinking, mm-hmm. and then they would see that it's dangerous.
0: And you know, when I this particular point, I think is so interesting because I think about I, pot- potentially there is maybe somebody in the audience, or no, I'm not even saying our audience, but I, I the 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 way that I see people sort of push against this idea that the critical race theorists are bringing uh, is they'll they'll again, there's a fence on on the other side that's going, hey, we. We did this out of out of our heart, and now you're not grateful, right. You're not grateful for it,
1: right, and so yeah. there's that
0: sense of mm. you ingrate, we gave you this, and now you're not grateful for it. We see that again. We saw this in hey, you get to catch passes and throw touchdowns and get millions of dollars. And now you're being ungrateful for it because you're calling out the reason why that even allowed to happen. Yeah, and that's yeah all that all that has to do with like
1: perspective and all that exactly. But it's a conversation.
0: It's what you're going to hear. It's what you're going to hear. Yeah, Yeah. because
1: like you you know, like like they did us a favor. Like no, no, you. This is what I was supposed to have the whole time. The ability, (laughs) the chance, or the opportunity. You didn't give me anything. You took it. But it's the idea of getting power structures. Yes, like.
0: If you are giving something, then you are in the power to do that. Yes, right. Yes. You can only give what you have the power to give. That's And correct. so, if if I was dif- I didn't have this, and the only way I was going to get it is that I had to get it from you, then you had the power in there.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get where you're coming from. No, and they, and it's where it's it's like you said in the critical race, the person who's 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 saying no, this is I am right to think this way. Yeah, would say the things that you're saying really the only negative i can think of and maybe someone if you are someone who really see critical race theory as as super negative and dangerous mm-hmm. can 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 email or tweet or whatever um and tell me something other than the danger for this number fourth point being that the white man is inescapably villainous yeah you know because even even his virtue is self motivated, yeah. not
0: others motivated would be what this point and look, if in its extreme would represent. And if I'm if I'm in that position of the white man, this is a frustrating point.
1: Absolutely. It's this is this is a demotivating, yeah, uh immobilizing, throw my hands up, yeah. okay, forget, uh, forget it forget then. It. I'm going to be what you just called me. Yeah, absolutely. I am. I'm just going to do this I'm just now. Gonna do I'm it. just going to make choices for me now, because <laughs> <laughs> anything I make for you, you won't accept it as for you.
0: And then that'll just push that person right into the third, into point, the of third point of, of pride whiteness property. Right, well, I get to walk away exactly. and, and keep my exactly. My, and myself. so you see the
1: danger, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it creates the dangerous way of looking at it is that it creates itself. It perpetuates uh-huh. it, it, in this dangerous, excessive forms. Mm-hmm it creates it, it makes this theory the reality because right. by thinking you give that, no other option. by thinking that way you force it to be that way mm-hmm. because you won't accept anything else but that. Right. And, and and that's what that's what people that's what people are, I believe, afraid of. Sure.
0: Yeah. And I think it's fair to critique it because Again, critical race theory, in and of itself, is using critical theory, which is critiquing systems in which that's correct that are socially constructed. So, so it has to critique itself Mm -hmm. in a sense, right? Because if it's critiquing all the other systems that Mm -hmm. are socially constructed, this potentially is a socially constructed way of thinking as well. So, and again, theory. All right, guys, we we were. we're, I know you're like, hey, aren't you guys about to do your next point? But I'm breaking (laughs) in to tell you that our conversation went. It went long. It was good. It was nice. There was just a lot to cover. And so we're just going to break here for a moment, and we're going to. We're gonna go ahead and record uh, a part two of this, so that you can have the opportunity to kind of listen to them at different times, and yeah, not have to break it up for, a little bit. Break it up yeah. just a little bit for yourself. So, uh, so in the interest of uh, allowing ourselves to end this episode, we remind ourselves that man, it's a colorful world out there, and we are colorful people. So, we'll. We'll see you on the next one, and stay colored till then. You have been listening to Colored Commentary, powered by Threaded, a biblical reconciliation ministry. To find out more about Threaded and Colored Commentary, go to wearethreaded.org forward slash podcast. And to continue today's conversation, follow us on Twitter at Colored Comments.